This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock. Hi, Tom and Cecil. This is Graham Todd from Richmond, Virginia again. Now, you know, I was listening to uh, I was listening to your episode today, and you were talking about a host of a radio show called Coast to Coast AM. That man was a man named George Norrie. And funny story, I used to be in a band called Chasing Arrows, and George Norrie would randomly play us. We never sent him anything, but he was like, hey, here's some band I found on the internet. So, yeah, that happened. So, uh, y'all have a wonderful day, and uh, glory hole. Hey, guys, I got some bad news. Uh, turns out, against my better judgment, God does, in fact, exist. And I figured this out because I got a call from him the other day. Uh, he's actually a truck driver, and he was on 65. I, I thought you guys might be playing a joke on me, but sure enough, it was a genuine call. He said, hey, hey, where are you guys located? I got a load to deliver. I'm on 65. My GPS went all screwy, and I just I just don't know where to turn. Give me a call back now. Glory hole. Uh, hey, Cecil and Tom, Tom and Cecil. This is James here in Arkansas. I thought I'd uh, let you know that uh, millstones are actually pretty easy to find. You've just got to find the hipsters, and they'll be able to point you in the right direction. Uh, if the hipsters don't work, go to a Whole Foods market. You'll probably find some foodies that will swear by uh, hand-milled flour. Anyway, uh, glory hole, keep up the good work. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome at. This is episode 285. No. Fuck off. It's 286. I don't think so. Oh, well, you see, the thing I... is, is that we used the notes for 284 twice because we made two shows, and then you misnumbered this one, 285. I feel like do I quick, numbered... Do the... a quick mess. Mm. Just go to dissonancepod.com. That's our website. I don't know if you know that. Do we have a website you now? You got to look at it. When did we did start you, that? Did you go there? I just did. Yeah? What, what's the number, Tom? Hey, why don't you fuck off? <laughs> you know? Have you thought about maybe fucking off and seeing how that works I for considered you? it, and then I thought I'd just give you shit instead. Here's the thing. <laughs> Someday... Some fucking day, I'm going to put one in the Tom column. Here's the, here's the thing. <laughs> First off, long time in the future. Okay? <laughs> but then secondly, secondly, you can get on a roll for a while. Yeah. But no matter what, mm -hmm. you're a fuck up at heart. I am, dude. So, <laughs> so bad. But see, here's why. Okay. Here's why. Because right. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, there's a little more. There's okay. a little more. Is there a little more? I just want to be like, I don't care at all. Like, I mean, no part of me uh, cares even a little bit. <laughs> uh, so this is episode 286 of Cognitive Dissonance. There we go. Just edit that right in. I Here. did. One, two, three. 
I'm this not. is episode I 286. Refuse, I refuse. Of cognitive dissonance. I refuse to edit that in. Motherfucker. I'm actually editing this part out. What I'm hoping so is you, that. So the time that you recovered is gone and you just sound like a fool. I I'm just want. Do, no, fuck. Because yes, I, I control the fucking. You control the whole thing. I you control the vertical and the horizontal. God damn it. <laughs> outer limits, God motherfucker. damn it. So I want to talk real quickly yeah. about uh, some. You've never talked quickly about know, anything in your I life. Know. I'm going to tell a story. So, uh, so. We got a we got a, a a message and an iTunes review to this week talking about how like well like one person was was talking about how we were making fun of the homeless and how that was like really low class or whatever and it is low class it is yeah, it's low yeah. class but well, uh, hey, was is, is anybody wait please hold nobody's gonna defend is us somebody <laughs> looking at this as a highbrow show yeah. well like, the other thing mm, too is allow me to dust off my monocle and listen to cognitive here's dissonance the thing though Mr. Peanut turn it up as cognitive dissonance I don't think that the homeless people care because they can't hear the show anyway right what would they right? listen on yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go again, because they're homeless. Oh, see, thing so. is, you can buy them an iPhone, but they got nowhere to charge them. Oh God! Because they're homeless. <laughs> oh my God! So that's terrible. We love the homeless. So I Some wanted of them, to the nice ones. So I wanted to uh, to actually uh, tell a story about uh, my youth. Um, I was never homeless, and I was always uh, suburban poor. Right when I was a kid, so I was never like distended belly flies around my face poor when right. i was a kid i was i well, was poor distended but not belly. well distend i was i didn't have a distended belly when i was <laughs> no, a kid actually when i met you yeah, you were a rail, i was dude. a rail thin kid yeah but the thing is is that i was i was a relatively i was in poverty like when yeah. we my, my dad lost his job he hurt himself he was a truck driver he hurt himself uh uh working unloading a truck hurt his back couldn't work wound up getting fired from his job eventually because they just couldn't work and they they were done paying him work in workman's comp and he couldn't come in and so they were just finished and they're just and they just fired him so yeah. he didn't have a job and uh we lost our house and all of our car they had two cars and our house and we lost it all and we had to move from a three-bedroom house into a one-bedroom apartment and there was five of us so you know sure. we had to move and we didn't have any kind of income so there was no income whatsoever we lived off food stamps and uh, paper routes. The three boys had paper routes because my parents couldn't find jobs. They just couldn't find because they had no car, right? They didn't have a way to get to the job and there was no place that we could live. They didn't want to move back to the city because the city at that time was really actually pretty not a great place to live right. and they couldn't afford to live in the nice parts of the city. So they had to go to where they could afford and what they could afford was a, a, another s suburb city where we lived that was a little less Nice. Plush. Yeah, right. And we just lived in a crappy apartment there for a while. The story I want to tell is about my dad uh, not having a car. So not having a car means that you're fucked. You're basically, you can't get anywhere. You just like, especially in the suburbs, there's just nowhere to go. If you're not from America, if you're not from the United States, you don't know how far away all of the things are. Even when you're in the suburbs, there's just no way to get around. Even in like the, the suburbs of Chicago, which should have... Some modicum of public transportation just don't. They just don't right. have those things. So, um, so get, getting around was very difficult, and getting a job is just, it's it's impossible without a car. It's just it's just one of those things you just can't do yeah. unless you're going to work at the hot dog stand down the street or the McDonald's, and you can walk there. You can't get a, a paying job for a, a family of five. My dad was a was a truck driver at that point for many years, and he was a trained person. He could have gotten a job. He just he just couldn't get to the work. So one day, his friend comes over. And his friend says to him, what about that money you owe me? And my dad's like, oh, I, you know, I clearly can't pay you any money. I don't have any money. He doesn't remember borrowing money, but at the same time, he's 
you know, he's, he's flabbergasted. He's like, yeah, like right. I don't have any money. I don't have a pot to piss in, bro. I can't give you any money. And the guy said, you said you were going to buy my car and you never did. And you owe me the money. And my dad's like, I can't pay for anything. He's like, you owe me a dollar. You better pay me a dollar for that car. And really? he sold my dad a car for a dollar. He and and that was the one moment that my dad was able to go out and buy uh, go out and get a job and then he started helping us get back on our feet after a full 2 years of abject poverty. Just not no prospects, nothing. I mean just yeah scraping by and you're not even living paycheck to paycheck because there is no paycheck you're living government cheese block to government cheese block sure and uh and he sold my dad a car for a dollar that's a good as friend. a as a that's a gesture, good friend right man. so i wanted to do something tonight that because it made me think of that you know this idea that you know like when people like they misunderstand that you know we're all just making jokes and whatever and and it's not it's not we're not we're not awful people we're not mean we're not mean-spirited people no, half of us I wanted to do something nice yeah. for someone who is in, on the brink of poverty right now. So there's a there's a site called Modest Needs, and Modest Needs was a was a uh, a charity that was vetted by Foundation Beyond Belief, and we gave money to Foundation Beyond Belief a couple mm -hmm. years ago uh, to help them. Foundation Beyond Belief uh, finds charities and then vets them and then you can you give money to Foundation Bound Belief and then they can either just give it directly to them or you can give some money to Foundation Bound Belief so they can vet more charities in the future and then they give some of the money to them, et cetera. It's a great organization. We had the uh, the then president of the organization on a while back uh, and they had this, they had featured this site at one point. And what this is is just people who are in a dire situation and they need help. And so I went on there tonight and found someone who needed help with their car. Uh, and I found someone who uh, needed help to pay the rent. And we wound up paying their rent and making the car payment that these people needed. Uh, we, we donated a, a little less than $800 to, uh, to, this, to this site tonight for those two people. We're going to put a link on this episode's show notes. If you're interested in donating, five, 10 bucks goes a long way to helping these people out. These sure people does. are in, in a difficult situation. And the more people that donate to help these people uh, get their feet back underneath them, is it means the world. I mean, it was everything for my dad to get that car. It was everything. Without that, there was not that we would have been stuck for five, ten years. Yeah, there's no in step the two. same. There's you're in a cycle that you just cannot climb out of without help, and that is that's the that's the reality for many people in this country. Many people live below the poverty line, and they're in a cycle that they just cannot get out of. These are people living paycheck to paycheck. They just have nothing, and uh, and the people we often get people who say, "I'm in a dire situation. Can you help me with my Kickstarter?" This is an opportunity for you to use this site. The other way, right? Go to Modest Needs and submit your hardship and see if you can get help from other people too. We hear a lot about, and I, I've heard this so many times where it's it's like, ah, oh, you know, at some point it's it's up to the individual to just break that chain of poverty, yeah, to yeah. break that cycle. Um, and and that that sounds great. All those talking points sound really nice to hear. And they're really well espoused by people, you know, wearing comfortable shoes yeah. in, in, in heating and air conditioning controlled yep. buildings, yep. right? With a full belly. Yeah. But that pull yourself up by your bootstraps mentality that America has fucks us over so hard sometimes because the reality is that cycles of poverty are just as deep and entrenched as cycles of uh, prosperity. 
right? The more money I have, the easier it is for me to make more money. My money multiplies itself. The less money I have, the more expensive things cost in whole dollars and in percentage dollars. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And my ability to be mobile within the workforce, just like you were talking about with your dad, my ability to be mobile within the workforce and make the best long or even medium-term decision about my future and about my family's future, it, you're, you're not in that spot. You're always in this desperate situation yeah. when, you're in that, when you're in that place. The bootstrap mentality is killing us. It's a myth, and it's a liar's myth, and we need to stop with that shit, and we need to look outside of ourselves and look at things like this and say, I have the means to help, Yeah, you know, and we can help. And yeah. if you can help, you have a moral and ethical obligation yeah. to at least sometimes do that. Yeah, We're going to plan a much bigger giving later on, probably early summer, uh, that we're going to try to do. We tried to vet a tra charity, but we can't. We, I, we were still trying to work on that. Um, but as it stands right now, if you have a few extra bucks and you want to spend it, this is a great way to spend a little bit of money uh, to help someone out. Abortions for all. Very well. No abortions for anyone. Hmm. Abortions for some. Miniature American flags for others. So this first story comes from Fox59.com. Uh, Governor Pence signs controversial abortion restriction bill into law. This is from, unsurprisingly, the great state of Indiana, that wonderful bastion of progressiveness. Yeah, the, the bill was something like they have to be, uh, we're, we're not going to abort until they're old enough to vote. Is that what it is? Is that until they can vote Republican? <laughs> I think, you know, I think the, the opposition to abortion in Indiana is probably because anybody who finds out they're both pregnant <laughs> and in Indiana would immediately seek to abort that yeah. human being rather than have them born in Indiana. Exactly. Fucking, there are Syrian refugees <laughs> who, <laughs> upon being resettled in Indiana, yeah. beg only to be shipped back to Syria. Yeah. Please, can you actually put me in a barrel bomb? <laughs> they, look, they, they look around and just like... I they, like it's it's like you could put a fucking hood on them and then and take them out of Syria and, and, and then put them in Indiana and then they take the hood off and they'd be like I thought we were going somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> what did you just shake me for fourteen <laughs> it's hours? Like, it's like they look around. They're like it's just like Syria, but it smells like meth. Exactly. Like, that's yeah. it. like it's just it's Syria with a meth problem. Yeah. That's all. Everyone it is. hates me here too. <laughs> right. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> It's Syria, but more racist. Yeah. <laughs> it's Syria, and they like they like basketball, not soccer. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's it, it's isn't it fucking crazy that this guy? One of the things that he says in this story is he says, you know, and I'm going to paraphrase. I'm not going to read yeah. what this dipshit said, but he says something to the effect of, "Hey." I go visit all these kids with these Down syndrome and their families, and they're just so strong and such a great, it's so beautiful what they do, and they're so awesome, and I just don't want to, I want to make sure that we have that, that that's a thing that right. continues to exist. One, just because you can, if you find out your kid has Downs, abort it doesn't mean you have to, right? Sure. So that's right. number one. Yeah. The other thing, too, is, what about for the kids? And I'm not going to say that it's better to be, you know, to, to not exist, but, you know, he's talking about how great it is. What about for the ones that are abused? Because if you look, 
people that are abused are often the mentally disabled. Yeah. Those are the people who are abused because they can't tell anyone else. They don't have anywhere to go. They don't know the systems. You know, like the the the, the kids that are born with any kind of developmental disablement or, you know, any sort of uh, challenge of an intellectual or physical nature that happen to be born into stable, loving homes with resources to take care of them, you know, great. That's, you know, I mean, fine. It, it, none of my business either way. Yeah. But, you know, the likelihood of a positive outcome is is much higher than that same kid being born into a home that's unstable, that doesn't have, you know, resources, educational or financial, uh, medical or otherwise. And but we have this sort of like we have this sort of Sandra Bullock sort of uh, bullshit myth around, you know, what kind of homes these kids are going to be born into, that they're all going to be born into these loving, stable homes with these fucking super moms and super dads. They're going to rise to the occasion. And some people just don't. Yeah. Some people just don't, and they can't, and they don't have the resources, and they don't have the emotional and physical wherewithal to raise these kids. We're talking about finding out that somebody is going to be born with severe developmental dis disablement, you know, at, at, you know, 20 weeks or prior, 23. This is not a fully forged human being yet. Mm, no. The abortion, it's not like it's like, oh, well, fucking, he came out and he's fucking quirky from life goes on, and then yeah. we put a sword <laughs> through his face. That's not a thing. Yeah, this isn't Game of Thrones. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so... It, I mean, if you're in Indiana, it's more like The Walking Dead anyway. You can't tell the so. difference, actually. <laughs> Nonetheless, this fucking asshole is like... By enacting this legislation, we take an important step in protecting the unborn while still providing exception for the life of the mother. I signed this legislation with a prayer that God would continue to bless these precious children, mothers and families. Like, motherfucker, if God was blessing these kids, he wouldn't have them born with fucking developmental disablement, right? Sure. He wouldn't be like, oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go ahead and bless you with... Boop. You got to rely on your parents of the state for the rest of your life. Exactly. Blessings <laughs> upon you, bitch. I could have given you fucking like a regular developmental path, but yeah. instead, I don't know, it's just harder for you. Why? Fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> you exactly. Know, blessings upon you, bitch. And 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 the idea that every kid's a blessing, right? It's fucking garbage. It's this, it's this garbage that every kid's a blessing. Well, if every kid was a blessing, then no one would choose to get an abortion anyway, and you wouldn't. It wouldn't matter. Right. You would never need this law because no, with abortion clinics and abortion doctors, they'd have to dust off their whatever the fucking uh, the grabby thing. <laughs> Every time they needed it, the whatever you know, the fucking coat hanger thing yeah, that they the, used to grab in there, the, the surgical flow. Yeah, no, it's it's the it's the roto rooter thing. They spin around, whatever that thing. They, they would have, they would be like they'd be like whatever. You don't need that thing. So I picked this story for a couple of reasons. This comes from express.co.uk. So one of the reasons that I picked this story is that Indonesia is often heralded as being a sea of moderation in the Islamic world amidst all of the chaos and all of the sort of extremism. Sure. And well, come on, they're not chopping people's hands off over not there. Not quite, but they're dickheads. So <laughs> <laughs> super terrible. So I, I picked this because a lot of times these apologists will they'll say, oh, but, you know, I mean, you're talking about all this bad shit. What about Indonesia? What about Indonesia? What about Indonesia? All right. So here's our story out of Indonesia today. Indonesia. Woman whipped by Sharia police until she passed out 
for having sex at Brit tourist hotspot. Yeah, but you know, the thing is, is they don't treat women as people. They're more like dogs. And I beat dogs. Jesus so Christ. The- what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? You can't beat a dog. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do that anymore. Uh, you can't beat it. So so this story is just fucking, first of all, we've talked before about the, the inherent uh, evil of a Sharia police, right? Sure. You cannot have a Sharia police and still have anything approaching an ethical legal system because the legal system is like, what's a super old book say we should do? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it says we should whip a woman. You know how you know what you should whip women for? Nothing ever. That's what you should whip women for. You know nothing should, ever. You know you should whip anyone for. I mean, nothing like the ever. Idea, the right? idea that you're beating a human being, right, is so barbaric at this point. You know, when, when people in the United States spank their kids, other people in the United in the world look over and think, "What the fuck is wrong with you people?" I look at imagine. messages yeah. all the time about that stuff because people see that and they think. You guys beat your kids for right, reals? Yeah. Right. Like, the, 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 yeah, we do. We, I remember we talked about spanking, and we yeah. got emails like, wait, you would hit your kid with, like, your hands? And yeah. it's like, well, no. I mean, we use paddles and we Because, we, like, parts of the states, it's like there, there are people actually advocating for the use of implements and specifically outlining which implements you should use because the Bible tells you sure, yeah, which implements the, to beat yeah, your children with. Sure. It's not that much different here than this nonsense, Right. But you just shouldn't hit people with stuff. Like, it's a really simple concept. Well, and it's not just hitting people with stuff. It's also, you're doing it publicly, right? They're do this is a public square uh beating. This isn't a this isn't a uh somebody got beat in a back room, some weirdo beat somebody in a back no, no, room. No, no, not at all. Right. This yeah. is this, this is, is justice. This is not only pain, but humiliation too. Because they want to humiliate this person and make them feel like what they did is wrong and then show the message to the rest of the people that are there and say, hey, this is a this is an evil thing and you need to not do it. And here's your deterrent. Your deterrent is we will beat the fuck out of you with this stick right. until you I mean, until you're physically in pain because this woman's crying and she has to be carried off. She was beaten so badly. Yeah, well, they said she passed out. It says in the story she passed out from the pain of being whipped. And what did she do? Like, it's a crime of, like, she had sex with somebody. She didn't fuck it. Like, she didn't do, like, it's a victim. First of all, it's a victimless crime. It's a non-crime, right? But it's a woman having sex, and women aren't allowed to have sex or enjoy sex or be sexy. Your sexuality is, is just well, yeah, fucking I mean, they verboten fucking in that make whole them wear culture. Bags, right? So. It's like, cover up, yeah. be a shapeless fucking mummy person. Yeah. And then if you don't, or you don't do it enough, or you don't do it more good enough... Right? Then it's like, oh, well, let's take you to the town square and whip and beat and humiliate you. And this is justice. This is and this is from the most moderate state in the nation. Yeah. Or in the, you know, in the area, in the region. Yeah. It's absurd. It's absurd. What makes you think she's a witch? Well, she turned me into a newt. A newt. We got better. Burn already! Well, this is also super Jesus fucking terrible. Christ. This is from the chronicle.co.zw. Um, teachers burn devil-worshipping student in Nairobi. So there's a secondary school in Nairobi, um, and the, there's a couple of teachers that are in fucking trouble because they figured this chick was a devil worshiper, and they wanted her to confess and point out other devil worshippers. Mm-hmm. And when she couldn't do that, because there's no such thing as the devil, right? 
They tortured this woman. Yeah. They, they fucking burnt her with kerosene and plastic bags terribly. Yeah. And and they didn't they didn't kill her. Nope. Um but this is a way in which that they 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 treat people that they think are witches and things in that in that part of the world. They wind up with uh they wind up putting tires around them and lighting the tires on fire. I I found a couple of stories where they actually showed bodies inside of tires. No. Oh, really no. super unpleasant to look at. Dude. It turns out. Yeah. Turns out that's unpleasant that's a to be in. Terrible barbecue. That's, that's the, the worst. worst. It's the worst kind. There's no here's the problem is there's it's all burnt ends. Yeah. And there's no amount of sauce it's that the, makes that the okay. The problem is is the bark's a little thick. Oh god. That's the <laughs> Jesus. And 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 I I have to think that this has something to do with um, the missionaries that go over there mm -hmm. that preach this crazy level of evangelical nutbag shit to those people to sure you because, know what I mean because otherwise where does it, so we exported this this is our this is this is our problem that we created right we we go over there and the evangelicals will tell you they're very they're very open about saying that Africa is like the new it, it's it's like the new uh, motherland for uh conversion yeah you know? for it's missionary like, work yeah it's yeah. like this is where they've turned yes. their attention and their focus they're very open and they're very proud of the work that they do they go over and they sell this fundamentalist version of christianity over there yeah and what do you end up with as a result well you end up with you, you take you take poverty and you take a lack of education and then you throw in fundamentalist religiosity and then you end up with people with fucking paraffin burns on their face and fucking tires around their necks and kerosene bags lit on their hands and necks while they... I mean, this is some... Like, this is some crucible shit, right? Yeah. This is some, like, we're going to torture you until you point out the other witches so we can go get them and torture them until they point out the other witches ad infinitum. It's it's just... It's a horror show upon a horror show. If I was... If I lived there, man, I would burn rubber to get out of there. Actually, <laughs> actually, that's a bad phrasing. But you understand what I mean. I, I do. And yeah. it's ironic that the Pope doesn't want to give them rubbers. Yeah. And, you know... <laughs> In the name of Jesus, we speak that. This is some fucking crazy shit. This, this shit. is nutball shit, dude. We cover this every year. And I think we cover from the CNN story every year. I, I really do. I sure, think we yeah, cover the, yeah. So this is from CNN. <clears throat> Philippines Easter Good Friday crucifixion. <laughs> this is this is amazing. The Filipinos crucified on Good Friday. These fucking lunatics, Where these devout Catholics in the Philippines, they show their faith by by self-flagellation yeah. and by voluntary crucifixion including some of them having the fucking nails, not even tied, but having the actual nails pounded yeah. through their flesh into hunks of wood yeah. and being literally crucified yeah. for Jesus. The worst part about that is, is that after you get crucified and you got come down, it's so hard to go on the Easter egg hunt because the eggs just, just fall, fall right, right through, through your hand. That's you can't it. hold them. It's impossible. You've got to hold them with your fingertips. It's Plus all it's that. A finger, but then you lose the hand. I mean, the hands really don't work very well after you drive nails through them, it I've turns out. That. I've heard so that. So your grabbers aren't working as well <laughs> as they normally are. 
Plus, might as well be a little T Rex looking for those Easter Easter basket uh, grass. Grass, yeah, Yeah, it gets all stuck stuck in in there. It's just a fucking hassle to pull out of the. It is nice. It is nice to warm your Cadbury egg in. (laughs) No, it's just like an egg hole. You you walk up, dude. dude, Hold that for me. That's amazing. I'll put it. I'll put an egg timer on. These people are absolutely crazy. They beat themselves. They walk these big, long strips, and they they flagellate themselves. Look at these photos. Like, they've got these whips, right? And these are yeah. re- some of these are reasonably young kids, right? Yeah. And they've got these whips, and they're penitents, and they are just, they're beating the shit of themselves. They're flailing and cutting. And, and I'm watching this, and I'm thinking, like, you guys probably don't have access to good medicine because you all look like you live in fucking dirt hovels. <laughs> So it's all, you're all gonna get fucking all the infections and shit from this. It look you look it looks terrible. I do love the outfits. This is like extreme cosplay. You know what I mean? <laughs> I wonder if there's somebody who walks up to someone else and says, "I don't know, that doesn't look like a great Roman centurion." Right. They actually didn't wear the little uh, plumes in the center. They actually came out to the. Side. I wonder if there's like a some sort of period Nazi who walks right? up and is is judging their outfits. Uh, there was, but they crucified they, him. <laughs> it turns out. <laughs> Beat him with just, these just, sticks. They, fuck it. They've got they've got all the implements. I'm sorry, necessary. but your flag your flagellant stick is plastic, and yeah, there is no yeah. way they would have had plastic. They didn't have back access then. to plastic. Yeah. It should be made out of reeds and. And these people are like, but if they had plastic, parts. they would have used it. <laughs> <laughs> it's always the argument for the anachronist. This is the the you you look at these guys and it's like, man, there has to be a morning you wake up and you're like, man, Jesus would have wanted me to be crucified. Oh, it's yeah. like if I'm Jesus, I'd have been look. I look down and be like. I didn't want to be crucified. Yeah, didn't he do that so you don't have to? Right? Yeah. It would be like if the secret, if you're the president, the secret service guy jumps in front of a bullet, right? He's like, and then you're the president, you're like, oh man. And then you shoot yourself in the chest, (laughs) right? You're like, fucking, the dude would be laying there like, no, man, I got that shit. I did it for you. Right? I fucking hooked you up. Sure. Fucking shot yourself in the jail. You fucking now you're just fucking stupid. Actually, that's just rude. It's just <laughs> right? rude. Right? At that point, you're you're just you're saying, oh, I didn't need you to do it for me. Right. I'ma do it myself. <laughs> you fucking thumb your nose at my sacrifice. Fuck off. Jesus should be super pissed, man. <laughs> he should be looking down through his one hand. <laughs> he just he puts a mask. He's got you an know what eyeglass thing in it. He, yeah. puts, he puts one in each, yeah, and it's like a telescope. Exactly, He's like, yeah. hold on, let me get it out. <laughs> <laughs> he looks through. Go, go, thing. gadget hands. <laughs> Want to contact the guys? Go to dissonancepod.com to get links to their Google+, Facebook, and Twitter accounts. If you want to contact them directly, send an email to dissonance.podcast at gmail.com. Or you can call and leave a message at 740-74-DOUBT. That's 740-743-6828. Do you want to support the show? Go to patreon.com. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash dissonance pod. Or click the link on the podcast homepage and you can donate to the production of Cognitive Dissonance on a per episode basis. If you can't spare any money... Take a second to give us a five-star review on iTunes or Stitcher, or spread the word about the show. We want to send a big, heartfelt glory hold to all the patrons and people who rate us. You fucking rock. This story just makes me laugh. This comes out of katc.com, um, whatever. Always on news from Acadiana? 
Where the fuck could Acadiana be? Anyway, who cares? Oh, hold on. We got to find out. Where now. the fuck could Acadiana be? It's got to be? be in Louisiana. Well, this is a update. Pastor abandons sealed coffin. Hmm. We'll use tent instead. So this idiot pastor um, was going to seal himself inside of a coffin for three days as like a, uh, a reenactment of Jesus getting sealed in a tomb because that's somehow somehow matchy-matchy. I don't really know. But then I guess he must have realized that he'll die of asphyxiation. So he punted and is like, fuck it, I'm going camping. <laughs> but he's going to stay in a tent instead. He's going to stay in a tent. In a tent. Instead of a coffin of for a coffin. three days. Is he going to have It's not own, at all the same thing. Is he going to have his own shitter in the tent? It, it, is he going to take one of those buckets? Because then, you know, first off, you're in Louisiana. Then you're also cooped yeah, how up with would your you own even shit. Know, if you're in Louisiana, how would you even know there was a shitter? Everything's a shitter. You wouldn't even you wouldn't even know. That's notice, fair, right? That's I mean, fair. if you just no, it's fair. I was gonna say something. I just I have nothing. If I you got just nothing. fling your shit against the wall, you've cleaned up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ma, clean. <laughs> nice job. Those are some good streaks, Billy. <laughs> if I only urinate in three out of the four corners, uh huh, that's fucking spring cleaning. Absolutely, like that's fucking. That, you're a guest at that point. That's <laughs> it's like. I'm going to use the guest corner. (laughs) (laughs) Come on now, Billy. We don't pee over there. Uh, You save that one for our city slicker friends to be in. (laughs) (laughs) You can poop all the guest towels. (laughs) 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 So this guy's going to go in a coffin and then... And then well, he was, was going to go. He was going to go in a coffin. He's not going to go in a coffin anymore. And now instead he's going to, he's going to camp. I'm not sure which is worse, actually, because, <laughs> you know, to be honest, being in a tent for three days, it sounds a lot like being in hell for three days. Well, he would be in hell after day one of being in the coffin because you'll certainly fucking die. <laughs> Coffins aren't breathing events like they I don't could, like you could drill a hole in the side of it, though. I guess you could. But then it's like this guy does. This guy wants to. I mean, fucking if you sit in a tent, at least you can read like fucking uh, I don't know, like fucking like a book or like the Bible or whatever this guy's going to read. Sure, Right. If you're just in a coffin for three days, just you gotta lay down on your fucking bed. I don't imagine you could turn around very yeah. much, because they're not meant for comfort. They're, high, they're meant for corpses. They're hard to get out of. I mean, that lady in Kill Bill had to punch her. <laughs> she did. She had to do like the four punk, or five punk. times. Yeah, yeah, the finger punch. Right, she had to punch it many times to get out. Yeah, you are watching the beginning and the birth of the new world order. And you want to call me crazy? Go to hell. Call me crazy all you want. This story comes from Right Wing Watch. Uh, it's Glenn Beck. Uh, hey. Glenn Beck has the fucking biggest fucking anger heart on for Ted Cruz ever. He loves Ted Cruz. God damn. So much. He wants to fucking rail that dude so <laughs> he loves hard. Him so much. So let's hear what Glenn has to say. This is from Glenn's. Glenn looks like, to be honest, he looks like he's in the Oval Office. He's got a desk and it's got a like a a uh, a, a picture window behind him. He kind of looks like he's the president i know he's looking very president glenn beck is looking terrifyingly presidential more presidential than ted cruz could ever look yeah yeah ted cruz would look around the oval office and be like i'm surprised (laughs) i made it here (laughs) even as a guest (laughs) but then he says but god has not revealed ted cruz as the divinely anointed alternative either to you dr kid to you To you, God hasn't revealed Cruz as divinely anointed. I understand that. I respect your opinion on it. But here's mine. I have seen this man's life. I have watched this man. 
I have prayed about this man. I have prayed about it by myself, out loud, in quiet, with my family, with my staff. And I happen to believe that Ted Cruz actually was anointed for this time. Well, good for you. But he's not winning anything. So what good is that? It's like it's like it's like winning the fucking endorsement of the fucking, you know, like the, the most recent winner of the fucking local Pinewood Derby. <laughs> Who gives a shit? It didn't fucking get you one vote. It got, well, it got one. It I got will, fucking Glenn I will Maximum. say this. I will say this. This kind of statement gets you a lot of votes. By saying, I mean, his father, his father essentially said the same thing. We sure. prayed and then we got the word from God and God said, hey, let's go get uh, the run for office or whatever. You know, whatever he said. I don't know what he said. Whatever he said. He said, oh, go right. get him now or whatever. You know, fucking. You can do it. You can do it, man. Whatever he said. In any case, he's saying God is telling us to do a thing and that's convincing people that might be on the fence, might be thinking about voting for... No, God wants me to vote for this. And he's doing the same thing. He's saying, look, I hope that this guy by myself and my family was around too. We all hoped together. We all hoped in a big we hope all hoped circle. In a big, yeah, we just fucking, it was a hopeful jerk. We were actually all hopey Indians while yeah. we were doing it. That's <laughs> just, what we, well, and, and you know what I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to fucking care that you thought a thought out loud or with your friends or with your staff and said, what do you think about this? Some weird fucking figment of my imagination and the figment answered and I'm supposed to be impressed by that? The problem is, is that people are impressed by that. That's the problem. Yeah, but Cecil, not enough of them to sway the primary so far. You know, of all the presidential candidates that have come out and been like, Jesus loves me, this I know, before I ran for president today, they're all losing to Donald Trump, who's basically like, ah, fucking, I'd fuck Jesus' ass. I don't care. <laughs> I would shoot Jesus right through the fucking hand with a gun right now. <laughs> I don't give a... I'm get him fuck. up here. Get him up here with pepper spray. <laughs> I don't get yeah, yeah, Go get him. Is he in the back, one of those hippie fuckers back there? He's probably one of those brown guys. Go fucking bring him up here. Let's curb stump that fucking guy. What do we think, huh? Nobody cares. I could kill a man right here on stage. It doesn't like that In guy fact, is I'm going to do it. I need a volunteer. <laughs> I know. Fucking hands down. I only need one. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like all the yeah. like, if I I would agree with you in in like every, and it certainly will sway some people. But clearly, this election cycle, well, I it's think it's not like it's not right, working, right? But I think that I think that what we're seeing is something that traditionally worked not working, yes, and it's very upsetting to the people that it used to work for. So, do you think that this is going to change the Republican Party's pander to the? Religious right because for so many years all the religious all, all all the Republican Party had to do in order to secure candidacies is they had to pander to the religious right they had to say you know oh we love Jesus so much and fucking suck that dude's dick fucking sure. twenty four hours yeah. a day and now it's not working like now they got a candidate who's blowing everybody out of the water who kind of could give a shit I mean he yeah. pays lip service but he's, he's not, not blowing everybody out of the water though but I mean. From Trump on the Republican yeah, side, yeah, he's Cruz I mean, is close enough. Cruz is close enough where you can give him, give him a little hell, especially if people decide to jump ship from Trump. Delegates can do that. Yeah, th yes, but from a winning states perspective, Trump is crushing him state for state. Trump, Trump is winning. I again, I, 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 it's hard. It's hard to say because the delegate thing is so fucking finicky. It is weird. The delegate thing is weird, and the fact that they can just be like. Yeah, I'm just gonna instead not. Yeah, do that. I fucking. Like, I think yeah. that the whole thing is so bizarre. Yeah, it's that stupid. Whole thing is I so hope. Bizarre. Well, here's what I hope happens, and I don't know if this is gonna happen, but I hope this happens. 
I hope the Republican Party turns on Trump. Not because I don't want Trump elected. I don't want Trump elected, but I don't, that's not the reason I want them to turn. Sure. I don't want Cruz elected either. I want them to turn on him because if they do, it's going to tear that whole party apart and it may shake us from a two-party system. It may be the thing that shakes us out of a two-party system. The other thing that might do it too is fucking... The people now who are Bernie supporters who are saying they might not vote for Hillary if she wins, yeah. if she wins the nomination, that may also shake this shit to its core, too. If they don't vote for her and they vote for Trump or don't vote at all, and then the same thing happens on the other side, it could really fuck up the parties and their stranglehold on what currently exists. Well, it's so weird, this election cycle, because we're very likely to see two candidates in the general, Trump and Hillary, that nobody likes. Yeah. Like, that have terrible approval ratings. I mean, th these are people potentially coming into office whose approval ratings are generally disfavorable. Yeah. Both of them. That's crazy. Yeah. And they, like, there has to be, at, at some point, a moment of self-reflection on, on both parties' side where you're like, wait yeah. a minute. We elected... Everybody's looking around like we elected somebody we didn't even want here. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? And I, 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 the Bernie thing, if Bernie doesn't make it, and Bernie, he would take, it would take a lot for him to get make the comeback i know some people are there's a lot of pro bernie people out there that are saying it's no problem and he could totally do it and actually hillary should just concede today because it's it's going to happen no problem oh, yeah right. there's a ton of people who say that shit but i don't believe it um what i what i will say is this uh if bernie doesn't get the nomination and hillary gets the nomination i will probably vote for hillary but i will not be excited about the results of that election and it's not because i'm a misogynist I, I i'm a huge advocate for women in government and actually to have more women in government. I would like to see a lot more women in government. I would love to see sure. yeah, it reaching the, the 30 and 40% range where there's actually women actively taking part in the, in the political system. I would love to see that. I'm just tired of Hillary Clinton. The only reason I want to see Hillary Clinton elected is because I am curious what they're going to call Bill Clinton. Is he going to be the first dude? <laughs> the first right? lord what is he gonna be i don't with the first lady on the other side is he the first mister the first groom what the fuck are you gonna call him well you, you know you call him for pre former president clinton yeah, that's what they're gonna do they're gonna punt they're gonna kick that can down the road god damn it you don't deprive me they're going to do you know i want do it. i want a first you know that, i want a first you know lord. fox is gonna call him the first husband i want a first fox lord is dig. Yeah. a first lord it would be amazing that would that would be pretty great yeah, a first lord right yeah yeah. Would there not be someone that was in the pool that might have the right qualifications for God? Is he that disinterested in all of us? It, it is impossible for me to reconcile the idea of a God or any force that takes interest in whether or not we are good or bad or right or wrong or where we put our penises or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Because all you have to do is like all I do, all I would do is look around and be like, well, there's still childhood cancer, so yeah. clearly God doesn't I give just, a shit, I right? I, I just don't know how they don't get to step two in that equation, though. right? That's the thing that baffles me is when you hear people talk, whether you didn't get to step two, you just gave the fuck up at step one, and be like, God loves me, and it feels like a big hug every time <laughs> I pray. You didn't get to the part where you're like, well, he hugged my cousin way too much and he got cancer in the eyeball, <laughs> right? What the fuck, man? Right. And it's like. It's, you know, people want to, and I want to too, like people want to believe that there's some balancing of the scales. Like, I think that's a natural human inclination to believe that good things will happen to good people and bad things will yeah. happen to bad people. I think that that's, 
Like, who doesn't want to think that that's true? Everybody wants to think that that's true. The problem I have is I have no ability to reconcile my desire for that to be true with the fact that, like, you know, a toddler washed up on the beach fleeing Syria. Yeah. What that fucking kid didn't do shit. Yeah. All that kid did was drown. That wasn't what he did. So how can there possibly be a force that is balancing the scales that's being like, good things for you, bad things for you? It doesn't... I can't get there. I could get there if everybody lived to adulthood and then sometimes good things happen to you and sometimes bad things happen to you and there was some kind of rhyme or reason or machination to it. But instead it's just like, it's like, oh, it's a horribly random situation you're in? Yeah. Right. Or is it perhaps possible that just like in the Bible, people were raised from birth for a specific time? Are we that inconsequential, Dr. Kidd? Wait, are you saying that fucking Ted Cruz was raised up from a child? What is he? Fuck, is he like one of the kids in 300? He's like a Spartan, <laughs> and they raise him up as a Spartan for his whole life. He's fucking reading law books at four, trying to figure out what kind of senator he's going to be. Come back with your constitution or on it. And then, and then he goes through his phase where he's talking about titty flicks in his teens. <laughs> Wasn't there a sex scandal with him recently? Some kind of sex scandal? Yeah, but I'm not really sure exactly what happened with it because I don't like I can't. First of all, the idea that Ted Cruz is a sexual being. Operate as yeah, a sexual I get being it. Is, I get it. I know exactly. It's like thinking about your grandma fucking your grandpa. Uh, right. You're it like, does, oh no, that's not a thing that yeah, happened. No, my brain. There was a shuts dork up. that brought my parents. Right. Because I can't think of none a fucking grandpa. I, I can just. <laughs> The thing is that I just think I I I do I think Ted Cruz is smooth down there like I know. a Ken doll. Yeah, yeah, right. I it's totally like, agree. Like, I think there's yeah. just like a pubic bump, and that's yeah. like all there is. Got a. It just yeah. there's just like a sure. small vaguely shaped hole for pissing on. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> I'm I'm not even convinced that's there. Part of me thinks he doesn't process waste or yeah. take in food. <laughs> he doesn't seem human. He's too smooth. Yeah. And featureless. I and know. Weird. I know. Like it, it's crazy. And I think the guy I makes think, water sound tasty. I he's so feel bland. the same way. And when when he talks about whether or not he was raised up for this, I'm thinking raised. He's like he's the most boring person <laughs> ever. I know. What did, did they teach him to be boring? <laughs> That's why I think Glenn Beck likes him, right? Yeah. It's like the reason why your very white father won't eat spicy food, <laughs> you know, because because you know it hurts him the next day, and he's got he's on the toilet all day, and it's just a <laughs> shitty day for him, and his fucking asshole won't stop burning, and he just it, it, it just it just leaves a bad taste in his mouth because he doesn't it, that's an adventure to him, right? Sure. Glenn Beck strikes me as a guy who doesn't like spicy food. He strikes me as the guy who would, you know, he's the bland of the bland. And for him, this guy's a messiah. This is the perfect being, in his opinion. Because he's even blander than Glenn Beck. He's the blandest of the bland. This this guy is the cream of wheat of people. Exactly. Like, it's yeah. just like, it's like everything tastes like nothing. Yeah, You're like everything tastes like the paste when you were right. in fucking grade school, you know? You couldn't put anything in that to make it spicy. Yeah. That's why I, I refuse to believe that Ted Cruz could possibly be embroiled in any kind of a sex scandal. Like, what was a sex scandal like, well, still don't know what sex is. <laughs> Uh, not sure where my kids came from. Okay, where's that abortion bill? I right? gotta sign that real quick. Yeah, my wife has kids, but I feel vaguely uneasy with this. Like, <laughs> really, really? I don't know. They're all black. <laughs> He's the kind of guy who would walk in on his wife fucking the pool boy and then let the guy finish on his face. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, just come get me when you're done. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. It's all Ted Cruz cuckold porn. <laughs> He's just he's just sitting there and you know they don't have him they don't have him handcuffed or they're not tied up or anything. He's just sitting there like like kind of eyes down <laughs> waiting for his wife to get done getting fucked. His wife's his wife's head is bumping him <laughs> in the chest with every thrust. What one of her legs one of her legs is over his, his shoulder. shoulder and he said she's getting real. He's like whatever. It's just That's like great. He pulls out his phone and does words with friends for a few minutes. <laughs> the other dude's like pull her hair for me. My hands aren't free. <laughs> Hey, Ted, could you ask her if she likes this? <laughs> Ebola Obama SWAT teams apprehend you. You'll be a zombie. You'll be a zombie. You'll be a zombie. Not some left left wing liberal. Ebola. Obama. The Walking Dead. Damn. These beats are so fresh. Snap. This story also comes from Right Wing Watch. Uh, Rick Wiles. Antichrist Obama is the true leader of ISIS. <laughs> sure he is, bro. This guy is fucking... Obama is the leader of ISIS. Yeah, he's the leader of ISIS. He, when he, it's hard for him to get away from the Secret, Secret Service to do their secret powwow meetings right. once in a while. I wonder if he Skypes them. That's <laughs> <laughs> ISIS FaceTime. It's like, no, guys. Here's what I want you to do. A coordinated attack in Brussels next That's week, if there's God. any way you could do that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So here we go. Um, Rick Wiles. Jihad Barry Obama promptly criticized. There we go. Jihad Barry Obama. Jihad Barry Obama. Awesome. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. That sounds like an awesome drink. Actually, I'll have a Barry Obama. I'll have a uh, Jihad Barry. Can you put it in the in the, put it in the blender for That's me? That's awesome. Whip that up. Actually, I want one of those ones that comes out of the soft serve. <laughs> the Barry Obama. <laughs> those are delicious. You get those girls on spring break drinking them. Drinking a Jihad oh, Barry man. Obama. They just get tanked. I'll tell Let you what. Tell you. Two or three of those. Yeah. Fucking throw some beads. I'll you, tell you nah, that you much. You can talk them into some Fuck Ted Cruz. You can pull those form. beads like. <laughs> you can pull those beads like starting a lawnmower. <laughs> you could talk them into Ted Cruz watching. <laughs> Nobody could talk. <laughs> I don't care how drunk you get a girl. She's not watching fucking Ted Cruz. Oh, she's not letting Ted Cruz watch. No, uh, no. I could definitely talk Ted you Cruz into it. <laughs> I've always wondered how it works. I don't. You see, I it, have this bump. I don't really that, have a, a thing. Is her hole in the front? <laughs> Uh. Republican presidential candidate Ted Cruz for suggesting that police should patrol American neighborhoods that have a high percentage of Muslim residents. Mr. Obama made the remarks while visiting Argentina. He called police patrols of U.S. Muslim communities un-American. The thing, what are they not going to do anything? They're boiling. We haven't seen any violence. Like, let's talk. Like, the largest Muslim community in America that I'm aware of is Dearborn, Michigan. Yeah. You know how much fucking terrorist attacks we've had out of Dearborn, Michigan? No terrorist attacks what? out of Dearborn, Michigan. Terrorist attacks in Dearborn, or I, I don't understand. What are you looking for? Right. It, that's the other thing. It's like, if I'm a Muslim in a Muslim community, I'm not going to bomb my own community full of my own people. Yeah. Like, if even if I was a fucking homegrown terrorist. I'm not going to be like, Shh, guys, let's blow ourselves up. Yeah. Fucking, that's not what they're doing. Nobody's doing that. The last big thing that happened was the San Bernardino thing, right? That was when the, that here, guy, yeah. uh -huh. guy got, why aren't they patrolling San Bernardino, right? Because it's full of rich white people. Because it doesn't matter. Oh, because yeah. It, because the way terrorist attacks work, patrolling doesn't help. 
Right. It doesn't fix anything. A patrol would not have stopped any of our terrorist attacks. And if I'm a terrorist looking to do fucking evil shit and all I need is a handful of fucking readily available weapons, like let's put let's not pretend America's not what it is, right? I can just go out. I could go out tonight. What fucking time is it? Yeah. It's 11:30. I am reasonably self-assured that if I put my mind to it, I could find myself a gun tonight. It's not that hard. It's it's America. Sure. It's not that hard. If I yeah. couldn't do it tonight, it's fucking, what is it, Wednesday? Yeah. I'll have one Friday. Yeah. There's no way I don't have one Friday. If I don't have a Friday, I have Saturday. I'm not in that big of a rush. The point is I can get guns. Guns are easy to come by. Even yeah. big guns. Yeah. Super shooty guns. Yep. That's all I need to fucking be an evil dick. Mr. Cruz was also condemned by the radical leftist Jewish group ADL in a statement released on Tuesday. ADL CEO Jonathan Greenblatt said in a statement, quote, as we saw in Brussels today, violent terrorism is a legitimate concern for the home front, but demonizing all Muslims is a misguided and counterproductive response to the terrorist threat posed by those motivated by a radical interpretation of Islam. Mr. Obama said, ISIS is not a threat to America. It's not. They're not really, though. What's ISIS going to do? I mean, like, look. It, that's not to say that there might not be other terrorist attacks that affect Ameri individual American citizens, but on a fundamental level, on a, uh, you know, is America safe? And in, in, in the big way, right? More people get killed in traffic accidents than by ISIS. Like, more people get killed by, you know, taking uh, too many prescription drugs than ISIS. Didn't, like, more, people, didn't more people die uh, from recent shootings in the United States than they died in the terrorist attack in Brussels? Yes. It's... it's that the right. Newport, the Newport shooting, probably I think had more people that died. We're, we're talking about we're talking on a, in percentage and statistical terms. They're not they're not a threat in any real way. Why is it that that we're so worried about what ISIS is going to do when, like we said, their last attack, the Brussels attack? I'm not discounting that that's a horrible thing. It's absolutely a sure, horrible it's thing. Monstrous. It's, it's monstrous and horrible, and those poor people, she, you know, they they get stuck in it's the, the all the the chaos that goes with that, and all the people that survived it and oh. injured, and it's just and the terrible. flight delays. Yeah, it's terrible. Jesus. God, you got to spend time in Belgium. There could be people stuck on the tarmac for hours. They probably, I will say this: that I hope you went out for waffles. <laughs> but in any God. case, the uh, the the fact is, is that. We don't have that kind of uproar when we shoot a bunch of kids in an elementary school. When a fucking crazy person walks in with a fucking gun and blows a bunch of little kids' heads off in a fucking elementary school, nobody on that side of the fence is saying, oh my gosh, we need to patrol, we need to do all this stuff. Yeah. Nobody's saying any of that shit. The worst thing they were saying is we need armed, we need armed teachers is what their, what their fucking solution was. More I guns. I hate that fucking solution. More guns into the fucking, God, yeah. I hate that solution. What, I, what we should do is fucking take people who aren't getting paid a lot and make them put their life on the line with a pistol. But you know what pisses me off about that solution is that it, there's nothing that says that teachers aren't going to be the one, that the next one that yeah. snaps isn't going to be the fucking teacher. Absolutely, absolutely. It's like we're going to give, we're just going to, Pile guns on, and then what? And then what? Now the teachers have guns. Well, fuck. Then a teacher's gonna shoot up the school. And then we're gonna be like, like well, the, fuck it. The janitor gets a gun. <laughs> then a janitor shoots up the school. And it's like, well, fuck it. Give the superintendent. The PTA's got guns. Then fucking the doors are made out of guns. And the kids are made out of There's guns in every desk. Everything in America is made out of guns. Constantly shooting at everybody. <laughs> Our only solution is to shoot more. Yeah. At no point yeah. do these people ever stop and say, 
We should shoot less shit with less guns. <laughs> Nobody says that. Nobody is saying Their that. Their solution is to swallow the spider to catch the fly. Right, exactly. That's exactly it. it. That's exactly that's that's that is their solution. Fuck. It's fucking it's it's so stupid. But I will say that that there's not a level of, of of outrage that is this level of outrage, right? Because the level of xenophobia that's also yeah. inherent in this is yeah. also pretty apparent. And and he's and he's and Ted Cruz is tapping into xenophobia. When he's talking about this stuff, so that he can get that pe those people to vote for him, you know, Edward. I think the real threat to America is Barack Hussein Obama. I think you might be correct. I mean, here we are. We've we've got uh, we've got a president who was in Havana, Cuba, uh, enjoying his trip, visiting Raúl Castro having his picture taken, uh, standing in front of a portrait of Che Guevara. Okay. So? So what? Wait, am, am I a communist now? Did I miss something? Yeah, no. Hey, that's dude, are you happened. a communist? Yeah, dude, I totally became a communist today. Huh. Yeah. I guess I did too, but I didn't notice it. Yeah. You have to cut mm. off part of your penis. Wait, yeah. why? <laughs> no. I was using that. Not very well, but I was using it. <laughs> I was fumble-fucking my way with that. What the hell? Would... No! Just getting reacquainted. <laughs> Could only find 51 seconds to talk about the Brussels terrorist attack. And then. Oh, he didn't talk about it enough for you. Yeah. That's, that's, that's how, that's, that's why Obama is the biggest threat to this country is because he only talked about the terrorist attack for 51 seconds. Yeah. What? The, the one that didn't happen in our country. Yeah. That's the why. terrorist attack that did not happen in the United huh. States. This is okay. a great fucking line of logic, buddy. Yeah. Attended a, a baseball game. And was was seen doing the wave. Oh, my God. The horror of it all. The wave. The wave. What was he supposed to do? The fucking, tsunami. Was he, <laughs> he was supposed to, he's supposed to fucking dress in black and fucking beat himself until he bleeds? What was he supposed to do? He was like, supposed to was, go specifically like over and punch ISIS in the face. Like what, what do you expect him to do? Punch to, ISIS's to, face. When another country has a problem, uh, some sort of terrorist attack... Is he supposed to drop everything and, and run to Brussels and, like, fucking do triage in the airport? Yes. What is he supposed to do that would please this guy? No. Because he, no. he didn't fucking, I mean, what, he didn't, he didn't like, immediately spend a, a four-hour uh, press conference boring people to death on what, what, or what our policies are on this or something? I don't understand. What is it that you're mad about? He went on with his day? Well, I, I think, you know, it's like, it's like those people that criticize Bush, and, I, and I've criticized Bush for just about everything, but like when Bush was reading that book to the kids, and then he found out about 9-11, and he finished doing what he was doing. Remember that? He was yeah. reading the book. Because that's how you, because the guy's got other responsibilities, well, what right? He, what he should have done was, was, was scare all the kids. Right. Yeah. yeah exactly. Hey, right? kids, like, we're under terrorist attack. Oh, hang on a minute, kids. <laughs> I, I can, the next 40 seconds, it, it all hinges on the next 40, no, it's fucking stupid, right? Yeah. You, you, these are these are leaders of the world. It's not like they're the only guy working, right? Yeah. You know, it's not like it's like, what do we do? I don't know. Call Barack Obama. He's busy. Well, then there's nobody else to work yeah, no, on the problem. Fucking, yeah. If the, if nobody's manning the red phone, we're fucked. Right. It's just, like yeah. all of a sudden it's like, oh, fucking put up the Barack Obama symbol. The See if we can get yeah. him back. Da -na 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 -na. The president called in sick. No president today. <laughs> I guess cancel government. Well, people in Brussels were still scooping up the body parts in the airport. 
So what? what so what is he? Scoop what, him. what is he supposed to go over there and help scoop? Well, he's like, got like what a fucking you... butterfly net full of hands and fingers. <laughs> is that what you want? There's a real disconnect with this guy. You know, but it's not that he's um, mentally out to lunch. I I think the guy went to the ball game to chill out because he's winning. Well, it's part of a victory wave, right? It was his victory wave. Everybody else was stressed out. Everybody else was upset about the terrorist attack. He wasn't because he's getting what he wants. He got what he wanted. He got it. He got a. He got a, a fucking coney dog or what? I don't understand what he got. What he did wanted. he get? So so wait. So step one is ISIS bombs an airport in Brussels. Yeah, a, a direct order from Barack Obama. Right. Yeah. Barack Obama was like, ah, yes, got that airport, and he's you know he's tapping his fingers together, Mr. Up all those style. People. Right. Yeah. yeah exactly. Super. And then step two is what? Like Brussels surrenders? Like, oh, no, we're ISIS. Yeah. Really? No, no I don't actually, think it's they, not going to happen. They doubled down. I think they closed their borders, too. Uh, it, so, yeah. okay. You know what their plan is? No. Their plan, I think, the 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 terrorist plan is is to cause as much mayhem in the countries that took in the people mm. from I hear you. The, the refugee crisis. Cause as much mayhem as they can. So descend. So that they can treat those people badly. And so then those people will create a cycle of people that will then continue and to radicalize them in house. Radicalize them over and over again. Yeah. But then you radicalize them because they're already in. Yeah. That's and a so, good strategy. And so now the, all you have to do is just keep on blowing things up and then inciting the public to think these people are the enemy, but they're already in our country. I think that's what their plan is. I mean, it it seems like that's what their plan is because that's what they keep doing in these different countries. They did it in France. They did it in, um, they did it in Brussels. um, They did it a couple other places, you know. Sure. That's a good, that's a good point, right? It's a, it's a simple plan. It's almost certainly going to be effective. Yeah. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. This is the way we end the show. Jim Baker. Government will mow down the Christians for praying. This is televangelist Jim Baker. I don't know if you've seen Heidi Baker's vision. No. She saw America. How would I see her vision? Wait a minute. How would I see her vision? Why do we care? Why do I care that you thought a thing or you dreamt a dream? Why do I care? I... Oh my God! <laughs> I so don't care. Like it's like sitting next to an asshole on a train, and it'd be like, hey, I had this really weird dream last night. I don't fucking care, man. <laughs> fucking, you thought a thing. Big deal, man. <laughs> you love it. Holy shit! Who cares that someone thought a thought? Well, but but even if I did care, how am I supposed to see somebody else's vision? It'd be like. It'd be like, if, that's as stupid as if I said, what, do you have an Oculus Rift hooked up to her face? Right, like if I was like, Cecil, did you see my dream last night? You'd be like, no, that's not how dreams work, asshole. <laughs> like, oh, right, that's a fucking really stupid question. Oh, I guess I would kill myself. <laughs> oh, man. You the see, wo- by the way, just to be clear, you didn't see my dream last night, right? Is that the one with the mama-san putting raw eggs up your ass? Is that the one? That was yesterday. Okay. Oh, that was when we were at the parlor. Okay, so that wasn't a dream. That was that was reality. I, I'm sorry. And she saw lines for food. Lines for food, Tom. Oh, I wonder what he's selling. He's selling food. Well, here's the thing. The other he's day, food. The other day, I went to buy a pair of pants, mm-hmm. and I stood in line. Mm. Lines for pants for 45 minutes. Lines for to pants. buy pants. 
I am actually shocked by that. I I, I almost you are not a standing line left, for forty five minutes. But the guy. line was moving so fast; it was really long. But the line was moving so fast, I didn't really notice. And my wife was still shopping, so I was willing to stand in line yeah, while that's she went the to go only, shopping. Because I know you, yeah. and I know that you will walk to a place with a thing, look at a line, and just abandon your thing. I have you. I know you've done I've, it. I've abandoned a few things. You will just. Yeah. I can see you standing there with pants in hand, looking at the line, and just. Opening your hands, letting them drop to the ground. I wouldn't do that. I would. I would put them somewhere that they didn't belong, and yeah. then walk You'd out. Set them on a shelf yeah. and peace out. Like of inside it. of someone else's cart or something. <laughs> Here, have these tents. Yeah, I, I mean pants. <laughs> I mean when you're shopping at Gander Mountain. <laughs> and they drove up in new cars, or you know, new cars. Mm -hmm. They were dressed well, and she assumed that it was. Suddenly. Yeah, because their clothes were still intact. Good. I'm glad she assumed it was suddenly. We're we're not only we're not only believing mm -hmm. that someone else had a vision, yes. we're also taking their interpretation of the vision. So not only do they get to have the vision, but then they get to fucking tell us exactly what it means. I had a dream. I don't know what it meant. Here's what I think maybe it meant. By the way, buy my slop buckets. It's very convenient that this dream has to do with slop buckets. Right? You know, know what I mean? Right? Like, it's really hey. convenient. It's <laughs> when all you have convenient. is a hammer, every <laughs> super convenient that your fucking buckets of inedible <laughs> trash are what the fucking focus of the dream is. Your buckets of wallpaper paste or whatever the fuck that shit is. When all you have is an apocalypse. Good Lord. Every problem is a slop bucket. God damn. And they were wearing nice clothes. And she said, God has warned her that this is going to happen suddenly in yes. America. Right. And the rich will be standing in food lines. Look, we've collectively always decided that we don't care if the poor stand in soup lines, no, right? Yeah, yeah. They stand in soup lines today. Nobody gives a shit. Poor people are hungry. Ah, fucking news at 11, yeah, hey, bitch. Poor people have been hungry cares, for a long right? time. Yeah. But now, oh, the rich people hey guys, will be hungry. They're in nice outfits. Oh, man. So... That means you, audience. Yeah, right? Hey, I don't know if you see the order form on your table. But slop buckets <laughs> are available. Two for one buckets. <laughs> <laughs> and that backs up exactly what I've been trying to tell you. Be ready. Be ready. Are you ready? <laughs> are you Be ready. Be ready. Are you ready? Get ready. Are you ready, ready? <laughs> Get some ready whip. That's how ready you should be. Are you ready, Freddy? This guy doesn't know what he's going to say the next moment, though. You, you, you pegged him a long time ago as making it all up as he goes along, yes. and this guy makes it all up as he goes. He's amazing, and he's so bad at it. He is terrible. Years and years and years of doing this, and he's terrible at it. He, you know, some people are good off the cuff. This guy is like the reason the teleprompter was invented. The inventor of the teleprompter is rolling around being like, use my thing, you're terrible at this. Be ready. Be ready. Are you ready to serve God if they're going to cut your head off? <laughs> what, wait, what the fuck? Wait. First off, how are you going to serve God if they cut your head off? Hey, wait, dude. are you going to serve him your head? On a platter? I don't understand how you serve God. You're like the headless horseman just <laughs> running around. Fucking head under your arm, like hey like, God, you need you're a like one of the drink? people. You're like one of the people in the fucking Beetlejuice waiting room. You know, it's like oh, I lost my head. Here it is under my arm. Up, oh, I better take a number. Two years ago, God spoke to me. I was supposed to start preaching it, and nobody would accept it. I, I'm, how are you going to tell people the church needs to be ready? 
Yes. To have their heads cut off to say, right. I'm willing to die for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yes. No, nobody's coming at you, bro. They make it seem like they're under the surprise. It's, it's that, it's yeah. that victim Right, it's card, it's the it's know? the be ready to be attacked. It's you know, it's yeah. like you're under guys. Siege. It's right around the next next corner. They're going to be killing Christians. So yeah. guys, be ready for it. And in the meantime, fund this ministry because we're the ones warning you about yeah. it. And there is such fear in the church. I mean, fear, not just fear of ISIS, not just fear of one thing, but fear of not being politically correct until you will be murdered if you preach. The gospel of Jesus Christ. Is that right? It is. They're timid. They're, they're, and they're it's intimidated. It's over, people. Stop interrupting him. Jesus, what are you, Tom? What the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you? That's rude. I mean, what are you, Eli Bosnick? What's oh! wrong with you? <laughs> no, he's more accurate than Eli. Yeah, and he lets the other, he's letting the other guy talk, so there's no way. Over, people. The gospel is over in the United States of America if we're not careful. We have turned our back on the Bible. We haven't, dude. There's more, there's, there's more Christians than non-Christians in the United States. And How have we turned our back on the Bible? Your show is televised. Your show! You can't, I, like, how do you possibly look around being like, hey guys, ready, lights, camera, action, Christians can't talk, next on Christian Ministry Show. <laughs> what? Exactly. What? What? We can't preach the Bible anymore. You're the one doing it right now on TV. <laughs> it's like, like, I just said it. You're doing it. You're the, you are a Bible talkie guy on a television show. Holding a Bible, talking about it. You fucking. Like right now. Fucking. I can't do that. It'd be like driving around in a car. I'd be like, oh, they got rid of all the cars in America. <laughs> Fucking get in a car. I could tell you stories that would curl your hair if your hair's straight. <laughs> and if your hair's curly, it'll curl it even curlier. No, I think it'll straighten it right up. <laughs> and if you got curly hair, it'll straighten it out. I'm serious. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. You listened to this I already. I didn't. You fucker. I know how he's going to. I know what he's going to say. This guy's fucking. He's, it, and if you got no hair, it'll grow hair. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Speak to the bald ones. If I told you what. I live through and what I go through and what I am facing because of those who really what we would call the old-fashioned gospel which is just simply the Bible anybody that wants to stand on the absolute Word of God you don't have much what the I don't even know what you, you mean what did he even say <laughs> What this is like? He doesn't know what he's talking about. Well, he, he has no point. Yeah. He starts a sentence and then it's he like, just—he's <laughs> like—he's like. Anyway, I have this sentence: apple bottom teenage giraffe purple blocky model. <laughs> and you're just like, what does that mean? I mean, whoever thought? I mean, I heard Donald Trump, and I, and and and, and th this is the, what everybody's talking about anyway. But it was so crazy because whoever thought you'd have a president or man running for president that would say. Next Christmas, we're going to say Merry Christmas in the United States again. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Now, I'm not, yeah. Yeah. I'm not endorsing yeah. Wait, it. I'm just yeah. saying. I say Merry Christmas every year. Yeah. Yeah. How could that be a point to run for president on? Well, it's an easy talking yeah. point. 
Yeah, it's cheap. You know, it's fucking cheap, and it's not it's not anything. It's just like all the rest of the stuff he's running on that doesn't exist. This is a guy who just yells, make America great again. Yeah. Right? <laughs> We're really worried. Like, wait a minute. What about if one of his uh, substantive platform items is actually just meaningless buzzwords? Yeah. <laughs> like, wait, it's a guy who just yells, make America great again. Sure. How could that be a point to run for president on? Yeah. Okay. How could it be? <laughs> <laughs> hold on a second. second. Did his voice crack there? Let's it listen did. to that again. Yeah. How could it be <laughs> <laughs> that it's been almost illegal to say Merry Christmas? What it's is not illegal? You can say no. fucking anything. No, 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 no. He said almost illegal. What exactly is almost illegal? Not illegal. What does that mean? Not illegal. <laughs> almost illegal. That's what it means. It's nothing that's almost illegal. It's like being a little pregnant. <laughs> Right? It's a fucking stupid thing to say. The big department store says you cannot say Merry Christmas. They said it. Mm -hmm. I know people that work at those stores. Stores. <laughs> I know people that work at the stores. See, it sounded like he was uh, he was uh, uh, auditioning for one of the death metal bands right? we play on this show all the time. I know people who work at the stores. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, right. You know people that work at those stores. They were told, do not say Merry Christmas anymore. You can say happy holidays, but you cannot say Merry Christmas. Yeah, hey, I have a great idea. When you go, at it Christmas, is Christ's birthday, yes, right? Yes. It's Christ at Christmas. Christmas. At the Christmas season, when you're in a store that won't say Merry Christmas, <laughs> they always ask you when you place your order, "What's your name?" Tell them your name's Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> then they have to call your name out. When was the last time you were in a store and they had to call your name? The only place I can think of is Starbucks that they do that, or like fucking, I, I can't think of another place. I'm. What are you buying where they're like, what's your name? You don't have to give them a name. It's like when they ask your email address. I mean, so say like, my email is Merry Christmas at MerryChristmas.com. <laughs> Nobody cares. Like, you didn't, you didn't fix a problem. What if I said that? What if it worked? What if I said it? And then, like, the cashier has to say Merry Christmas back to me? Oh, man. That's subversive, dude. Oh, wow. So now, like, what? Jesus smiles a little broader? The apocalypse doesn't happen? Like... The rain of fire that's going to fucking decimate the population is held off for one more day because some dipshit fucking cashier standing at the fucking Nordstrom was like, oh, I had to say Merry Christmas. Someone tricked me into saying Merry Christmas. And so now Jesus is happy. God damn it. An angel got their wings today because fuck, of me. Fuck. Because of me. I hate you, angels. Order 33 for Merry Christmas. <laughs> what is it, like a Panera? I guess. Like, like I've never gone to a retail store, and they're like, order 33 is ready. Be like, I'm fucking standing right here at the cashier. <laughs> I don't understand why you're yelling across. Like, all anybody tries to do is sell me Kohl's cash. Like, that's a, all that ever happens at those stores. Like, do you want a Kohl's card? No. Do you want this card? No. To give you fucking 100% off your order for life. <laughs> you're like, no. I just want to buy a thing. Why are you making it so complicated? They don't yell your name across the store. Tom bought some pants. <laughs> Who does that? Actually, Tom just bought one pair and he sewed them all together. <laughs> I bought the whole rack. I have one rack of your finest, largest pants, please. But Jim, listen, going back to the spiritual uprising. Yeah. Who is telling us that we can't say Merry Christmas? No one. Nobody is no telling one. you that. No one's saying it. Especially as a patron in a store. like, And that's the other thing, too, is they confuse what you can do as a private walking around dude with what you can do when you're at work. 
There's all kinds of things I can't do at work. They make me wear pants. Yeah. You know? Sure. Fucking, that's super uncomfortable. I hate those things. <laughs> but they're real insistent on it. They cut off the blood flow to my uh, lower fucking slug torso. Uh, I, yeah. you know, but like, they're like, Come oh, on. pants, pants, pants. And the thing pants. is, is like, I look like Jabba the Hutt, so I only have one tube that I wear. That's like... <laughs> <laughs> they. They. Why are we obeying them, Jim? Why? Why are we obeying them? Every time there's a, let's say a high school, you're talking about a high school graduation and, and you can't pray. Who says you can't pray? A stupid judge 500 miles away in a courthouse says you can't pray? And an atheist who has taken it before the judge. Yes. Yeah, fucking atheist. Those guys. You goddamn killjoy. <laughs> Good for you, though, bro. <laughs> Looking awesome. It's, you know why it's awesome? It's not awesome for any other reason than it makes Jim Baker mad. Right. That it's awesome. If Jim Baker sells if, one less bucket of slop. If he is inconvenienced by the thought for a mere moment, your work is done here. So what happens if in that graduation, most of the parents stand up and recite the Lord's Prayer. What are they going to do? The judge going to come over and arrest you? Judges don't arrest people. That, unless you're Judge Dredd, then you arrest people. <laughs> but then you also kill them. That's so, because yeah. you are the law. Yeah. Law! <laughs> <laughs> so we want to thank all of our patrons, of course. Uh, we want to thank Zach, Richard, Brendan, Mary, James... Jay Mathis, William, Matthew, Victoria, Daniel, Chris, Nicole, Kevin, Antonio. You are ripping my hole. That doesn't sound like your real name. Patrick, Kevin, Kitty Catorce, another Patrick. This is Patrick D. Dustin, Teresa, Sean, Ed, Cody, Daniel, Shane, Jesus. I guess it's Jesus. I think it would be Jesus. Jesus de la Glory Holio, <laughs> Mary, Shane, Jason, Phil, Robert, Finger Me Rectum. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. Uh, Elliot, <laughs> that's a patron goal, actually. I mean, if that's your thing, look, hey. At a certain patron goal, we'll finger your rectum. <laughs> I'm not. That's a high fucking it, bar. Well. It's pretty low bar. Come on, Look, who are you kidding? Couple of shots, a couple of shots of bourbon, and you're ready to finger anyone's asshole. A low bar is what I excel at crawling over, Cecil. Uh, where did I leave off? Finger me rectum. Okay, that's easy to find. How did you? It's easy to find, Tom. All you gotta do is just dig a it's little. It's a tickle spot. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I think it's a pirate. Finger yar, me rectum. Finger me rectum. That's some fucking serious <laughs> cosplay. It's yeah, just stick your whole peg leg in there. Look, you know, there's that there's that moment where you're getting comfortable, you're ready to ask for what you want. It's like uh, a little to the left, you know, if you could just if you could just you could just pop down there for a moment or two, you know, kind of get things working. That's you know, awesome. if you could finger me rectum. All right, we still have more. Elliot, Joshua, John, Horatio, Daniel, Sam, James, Emmanuel, Heather, Benice, Colin, Craig. Brandon and Adam, thank you also very much. Your generous donations go a long way to making sure this show is possible. Uh, we, we really can't thank you guys enough. Uh, Glory Hole Studios would not exist 
without uh, your generous support. So thank you all so very much. And we sign a lease, so we yeah. need that support to yeah. continue. <laughs> <laughs> so we got a message from D, and D said she was sitting at her desk, and her boss came in, and she, so she took her headphones off. She was listening to the Pastor Manning episode at a low volume, uh, but it was still semi-audible, and you, could, and you couldn't tell what's being said. During one of Manning's rants, my boss asked, what are you listening to? It sounds like a baby getting hit with a cat. <laughs> I love how specific that it's, is. It's awesome. We got this awesome message from someone, and I don't want to read off who they are because, you know, clearly uh, they're, they have a respectable job. But someone who works at the Naval Air Station in Meridian sent a message. This is in Mississippi and said, hey, if Cecil makes it down here and you want to go visit the Naval Air Station, I could take you for like a tour of this air station and show you where like the jets take off and everything. It sounded so cool. I wish I would have got this email. I totally would have taken this person up on it. This was a super generous offer. I wish I was down there longer, but I got rained out and I left early. Nobody wishes they were Mississippi longer. <laughs> it's true. I That's guess. not I true. Guess. But it was really generous. Thank you very it much. It is awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Tom, we got a message about the Gwyneth Paltrow uh, the piece that we talked about, the piece of Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, so this is from uh, Urian. Uh, it says, uh, having listened to your latest episode, I need to point out an obvious oversight on your part. When you were talking about Gwyneth Paltrow's preference for steaming herself last episode, I was baffled that you did not seem to understand. She is a health food fanatic, so it is only natural that she likes herself a good steamed clam. Mm. After all, seafood is pretty healthy. So <laughs> it's say. very true. That's terrific. Thank you. She's probably low in calories, too. <laughs> um, so uh, we got another message about what Ted Cruz looks like. Every week we get something new, and I got to say, kind of looks like this, too. It's yeah. pretty. The, the best thing about Ted Cruz is he's malleable and shapeless yeah. enough to look kind of like everything. Yeah, he's the Play-Doh of humans. <laughs> right. Yeah. We got a message from Chris, and Chris asks, uh, have you ever ever talked to Christian who talked to a Christian who successfully ma made you question your atheist beliefs? No, I've never had a moment where anybody said anything to me uh, that's made me question my beliefs as an atheist. In fact, uh, the most vulnerable time I can remember was when I just thought I, I I think I was just starting to think that I was an agnostic at that time. Um, I had was having like panic attacks and I was really in an unpleasant place in my own head. Uh, it was really just a bout of existential anxiety, but I didn't know what that was, and it really was very sure. difficult time for me. Uh, and I remember having a conversation with a religious guy and realizing how absurd it all sounded. And so nothing they said, in fact, it actually reinforced my beliefs as I'm not my non-beliefs as an agnostic, actually. I've never had an ex I don't think I've, but I'll be honest, man. I don't know that as an adult, like I'm in college, yes, but as, as a real genuine adult person, I don't know that I've ever had anybody try to convert me. I don't even know that I've ever had a really serious conversation with a really serious Christian who was trying to convert me in any meaningful way or convince me in any meaningful way. All right, Tom. So this is a death metal band with a parrot for a singer. It's yes. Hate Beak. Hate Beak. Hate Beak. This so is amazing. Here we go. It's the greatest music on earth. Don't take your headphones off. What? How could you hear it? That's exactly how you hear it, buddy. <laughs> so much. God, this is good music. Put your headphones on. Absolutely. Put right. your headphones Man, on. I'm done listening You're to death metal. You're missing out. There's no one who's going to send me death metal by listening ah, to This is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
That's enough. That's so okay. great. So, so great. Thank you very much for sending oh, in Hate Beak. That's that was great. terrific. Oh my God, it's the greatest music ever. Uh, I do like the name though. I will admit, Hate Beak is, Hate hilarious. Beak is a hilarious name. I will it's say hilarious. I will say that that is an excellent. The whole name. thing is hilarious yeah. because fucking death metal, like the death metal growling garbage fucking lyric singing. It's horrible. So you may as well have a bird just squawk at you. <laughs> we got a couple messages about the uh, ARC billboards that are happening down in Kentucky, and they were going to happen in the in that tri-state area of Ohio, Indiana, and Kentucky. And a couple people said, look, they're using tax dollars for this, and these people have every right to be mad about this, and they have every right to be smart, snarky. And you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, that is, that is a great piece of context that we didn't bring into the conversation that is, that is, that is true and that people have every right to be upset that their tax dollars are funding this fucking garbage yep. ship that this asshole's creating. And it's millions of dollars. Yeah, it's not, a, it's not like Kentucky yeah. doesn't have other uses for that money. <laughs> exactly. Right. It's like, maybe we could get like one person out of squalor. Yeah. Cause then we have literally one person not living in squalor. They could build that indoor flushy they've been looking at in the catalogs. I got a message from Jeff in Evansville, Tom, about Indiana. Dude, hey, y'all. I just listened to the latest episode, 284, and being a resident of Indiana, I wanted to enlighten you on a couple of things. First, it is way harder to get out of Indiana than you think. I tried sucking dick for a Greyhound ticket. I got a decent amount of cash from that, seeing as how I have no actual teeth, but it turns out Greyhound doesn't come through Indiana. <laughs> Apparently, they have something called standards. Oh, Jesus. Also, I tried to hitchhike, but no one let, would let me bring my dog. I have one of those St. Bernard's with a little barrel around its neck. I keep filled with <laughs> meth and Budweiser. <laughs> Second, uh, I heard you say that there's nothing interesting in Indiana. This is not true. We have the world's largest cornfield. We call it Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> we also have one of the last remaining living Cro-Magnon man species. We call him Mike Pence, and we made him the governor. That's so amazing. What a great message. Thank you uh, so much. I can't believe somebody from Indiana was able to pen that thing. I know. They had to hand it off person to person to get it to a place <laughs> where they had internet. <laughs> <laughs> it's our one literate scribe. <laughs> you are, uh, he's that guy what knows how to make squiggles into words. <laughs> he's that magician. <laughs> All right, so we got a message about the elite Coast Guard, Tom. This this is from Aaron. Aaron said, uh, catching up on a show or two I missed, and I was pissing myself over elite Coast Guard. The thing is, the Navy SEALs already feature an adorable animal as their mascot, so the Coast Guard would have to be an even less intimidating than a SEAL. Perhaps the Coast Guard otters, the manatees of insanity, <laughs> manatees of insanity. or the elite dumpster gulls. <laughs> Their highest commendation given for acts of valor would be the honorary chocolate starfish, <laughs> which is both shaped like a human Wait anus a minute. and 100% milk chocolate <laughs> with a pinch of sea salt. <laughs> it's great if you haven't tried it. And this is uh, from Taiwan. That's awesome. Much this, love for your family. This message is from somebody in Taiwan. That's great. That's it's amazing. Great. Tom, we got a new source for stories somebody sent you. We did. Uh, Mark sent me a uh, link uh, to beingchristian.net slash the weekly upchuck whatever. Um, this is great. This is less work for me to do, to go mm -hmm. story hunting. My only responsibility um, is is to hunt for and yeah, find and it post used to the be, stories. It used to be your responsibility to post the stories, although that hasn't happened I in a long I still occasionally time. sometimes Man, will occasionally. I look at that, and I look at... I look, that. If you look at our Facebook, it's maybe one story... 
and then three I episodes. I and post then a good a story, and then I felt like the people were getting inundated with you know you fill up their true. news feed it's with true, too much Tom. shit, you're and right. then it just it when, just falls off. When you gotta right, hit them hard. Right. You when gotta hit right, them with just right. the most. You're right. The most impactful statements. You're right, Cecil. Yeah. Well, let's move on to let's the next thing. Tom, we got a limerick. This is from Tyler. I do love a good limerick. There once was a lawyer named Ted. He tried to fit five in his bed. His frequent erection derailed his election. His POTUS campaign is now dead. I think that's great. (laughs) Tom, I got a message. This is a great message from George. And George says, I heard on episode 284 that your meeting was canceled by weather in in talking about Hattiesburg. Uh, the storm ended up dropping 13 inches of water where I lived. I see this as having one of two causes. One, God punished Mississippi for having an extra atheist for a little bit. It's Mississippi and nothing important was damaged. <laughs> two, Mississippi couldn't handle your size and you so you were physically rejected <laughs> like a bad uh, kidney transplant. Yes, I think that's I think the second one is 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 more is more apt. I was, it's like, you know, when your body rejects an organ. I thought, but I thought every single person in Mississippi was on a mobility scooter That's at this true. point. <laughs> like, like how they came. I will say this though. I will say this. I drove all the way across the country, straight down to the bottom and then all the way back up. Yep. Right. I only said asshole when I came back to Chicago, when I was driving, I'm like, what a fucking asshole. Like I only said that when I came back One. to Chicago, the whole way down there, not really an issue. That's how you knew you were home. Like there was a little bit of, of assholery uh, on, in trucks when I was down there and people with big trucks, like cutting you off and whatever, but I didn't care. Like getting cut off on the freeway is not a big deal, but people like cutting over like four lanes of traffic and, and like getting out of their car and getting a Sunday or whatever. <laughs> like that's, that's a Chicago level asshole right? that you just don't get in other places. That you breathe a sigh of relief. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, feels like home. Feels like home. So we got a message. Uh, this is from Derek, and Derek made us a Pastor Manning bumper. Boom shakalaka, who's your daddy? Boom, 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 yeah, so it says, hey guys, I was listening to your latest podcast, and as a pizza chef from the beautiful city of Detroit, I thought I'd tell you about Detroit-style pizza. It's a deep-dish pie made in a rectangular pan coated with oil. The dough is allowed to rise to a thickness, thickness fluffy state before cooking. Toppings and cheese are added, with the cheese stretching all the way to the edges of the pan, causing a signature caramelizing effect. Traditionally, sauce is heated separately and added to the top after cooking in long, straight lines. Uh, I actually find this email difficult to believe. I first of all can't imagine this sounds delicious. It does. It, it sounds, sounds great. It sounds excellent. Yeah. So I am I am as a skeptic dubious that anything like this could come from a city like Detroit. Yeah. First of all, he didn't mention garbage yeah. or debris. Yeah, or, detritus of any right. kind. Like yeah. I mean it's uh, sure. I, one has yeah. to assume that this would be baked in some sort of functional oven. Yeah. And I'm not sure that <laughs> I don't think have those I don't Detroit. think they have them in state. So right. you need to cross over to Windsor in order to use their oven. <laughs> it seems exhausting to like you, you like you assemble the pizza and you have to like hop in the car and drive yeah. it, like knock on fucking doors. One thing they will have though, uh, uh, they will abound in is yeast, I'm sure. So they'll have plenty <laughs> of yeast that they could use. Actually, I guess they can heat it over like a barrel fire. Sure, yeah, yeah. I think, you know, it's like a brick oven pizza. <laughs> 
this actually sounds great. You know what it really does sound like, though? It sounds a lot like Pequod's pizza with the sauce on the top of the sure. cheese with the caramelized outside, the cheese that goes to the outside and then it caramelizes out there. It sounds a lot like that. I would try this, though. It sounds great. I, I would try this, yeah. but I wouldn't go to Detroit. Yeah, to I don't know this. where else you could try it, though. I mean, can they hella lift it out of Detroit to us? Dude, I like Middle Eastern food, but I'm not going to Syria for oh, a fucking very, falafel, right? Very true. We got a bunch of messages on how to train your dragon. I guess there's a character named Gobbler or something, Cock Gobbler or something in there. <laughs> um, and that's what they were talking about, the gay. I mean, Cock Gobbler, you got to figure. Yeah, there's one throwaway line by the Cock Gobbler, and now everybody <laughs> thinks he's gay. His name's Gobber. And it was, get this dick out of my mouth. Yeah, it's, like, it's, like, <laughs> it's like, what's behind this glory hole? <laughs> no, the, the line was something like, uh, Craig Ferguson, I guess, voiced the character. Yeah. And Craig Ferguson said, that's one of the reasons why I didn't get married. That and another reason. Right. And, and that's that, the whole that's thing. That's the whole thing. It's the whole thing. And they so guess that they were- teaching kids yeah, to be married? It's teaching kids to be gay, I guess. Oh, I don't yes. know. This fucking is amazing. We got a message from Michael. I'm just going to put this. If you want to see our Jewish Yeshiva World magic card created by, <laughs> created by Michael, if you're a magic geek- Go to this episode show notes. This is episode 286. Dude, I want to play with this card. It's so awesome. This is it's a great so card. Funny. I'm kind of tempted to print yeah. this out. Yeah, it's so awesome. Oh my God, guys, I'm playing Shiva World. Next time, our hope, we don't know if it's true or not. We don't know if it's going to happen or not. But I think we're going to try to have David Michael from My Book of Mormon in studio for the whole show next time. That would be tragic. We'll see. I mean, fun. We'll see what fun. happens. We're, mm, we're, sounds terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Does sound pretty that terrible. Sounds terrible. Yeah. I hope he brings the hookers. I hope he cancels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh so maybe that'll happen next time. But uh until next time, we're gonna leave you like we always do with the skeptics creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death and towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and views expressed in this show are that of the hosts only. Our poorly formed and expressed notions do not represent those of our wives, employers, friends, families, or of the local dairy council. <laughs>